Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all in on your dream life. Now, here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Hey, welcome everyone to the All In Podcast Show today. I'm excited to share a special guest, uh, Matthew Passy. Welcome to the show. Great to be here. All right. Well, um, I know you're from my original neck of the woods, right? And, uh, you know, it's always cool to reconnect with people in that area and, and uh, see what you're up to in the world. And so, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm grateful that you took the time to be here and I'm looking forward to sharing your story. Um, so I always like to jump in like a little bit with your, your background, like where you're from, family history, you know, any, anything you feel like sharing there. Uh, yeah, I mean, my family was, most of my family was from New York parents moved out to the suburbs of New Jersey when I was pretty young. And so I grew up in New Jersey, just outside of Rutgers, uh, went to college in Florida, went to the University of Miami and came back home because I did not speak a lick of Spanish. And my communications degree was useless down there without being bilingual. So was working, trying to find uh, jobs in broadcasting. Finally got my first job at a radio station here in New Jersey, working in the newsroom, getting up at 2.30 in the morning to show up to work at 4 a.m., and uh, while I was there, the iPhone and the podcast store first launched. And so I turned to my boss and I said, you know, this could be interesting. Could we launch a podcast? He says, if it doesn't cost me any money and I don't have to do any more work, sure, go for it. And so uh, that's kind of how I got my start is uh, working in the newsroom of a talk radio station and thinking these podcasts might be kind of cool. And, and then had a took eight years went to the wall street journal radio network worked there for eight years doing half radio half podcasting job and at the end of 2014 dow jones decided they were going to exit the radio business which made some sense but they also just decided they would just lay us all off podcast radio everything and uh you know it, it happens but end of 2014 was probably a bad time to get out of the podcasting business because um that was the winter when Serial first came out and podcasting blew up and everybody started talking about podcasting like it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I uh, started to figure out what my next gig was going to be, had a few folks who I used to work with say, you know, we used to do those podcasts with you at the journal. They were great marketing vehicles for us. Could you help us? And started to do that as a side gig. Didn't really have the entrepreneurial bug, but uh right place right time kept helping folks kept helping folks and now here i am today doing this full time and then some working on podcasts and helping people out all over the place that's good so and it's always you know fascinating to me to hear how you wound up where you're at and what's cool is that you know you're in the industry that you basically were working in right um just in a different capacity right yeah i mean an industry that didn't exist when i was going to school and wondering what i was going to do and <laughs> you know even when i was doing podcasts as a thing for the journal and other places i was like oh yeah this will be a part of what i do in radio but i never really thought this was going to be the thing that i did it um you know i've, I've always believed that you kind of follow the opportunities that are in front of you and that's basically what i did was the opportunity to focus on this and to help people do this was what was in front of me and i just i went for it and i was lucky to be early in the space when i first launched my business if you googled podcast producer there was maybe a 
half a dozen Google results. Now, if you Google that same thing today, pages and pages and pages of people who are offering uh, podcast production services. Right. Good. So, so um, was it right out of the gate, like you, you know, when you launched into your own thing, right? Uh, did, did you have success immediately? What did that look like for you, that first step? It took a while. I mean, I would say I had success in terms of the clients who I got to work with from the beginning all did pretty well, all were happy with the work that I did. But I was still trying to find full-time work. I was still trying to figure out what else I was going to do. I, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't really have the entrepreneurial bug. Um, and I had, but then I had one client who he came to me and he's like, look, I'm, I'm going to do maybe half a dozen of these, just kind of test it out. I don't even really care how many people listen. This is mostly a networking exercise for me anyway. And his show just caught fire fast. Mm. And from the people who were on his show and the people who listened to his show were like, wow, this is an amazing thing. These podcasts are really cool. How did you do it? And he was just like, you talk to Matthew. And so it, it took a, it was probably about three, three and a half years into this when I finally realized that working part time or trying to, you know, pursue a job working for somebody else, I was actually losing money spending those hours not building up the business. So it was about three and a half years into it that I finally said, all right, I got to, you know, all in on this. Um, and, and then, it's it's been doing great ever since it was actually it was really scary the same time i decided to go all in on this was the same year that my twins were born and mm -hmm. so we bought a house i have twins and i gave up steady income to take a chance on myself and on this business and uh it was, it was pretty scary not gonna lie right yeah and it's it, it's always interesting how kids can kind of change the dynamic of you know what we think as fathers right you know and uh what we actually want right you know, for our family. So I'm sure that played a part in there. And, and what you're capable of. I mean, I thought I worked a lot of hours when we didn't have the kids right. and then the kids are around and you're putting a lot of hours into them. Right. And then still finding time to work even more on this. It It's amazing what we are capable of when, when we are forced to meet the moment. Yeah. And that's, that's always interesting to me about the, um, the, the perspective around, I always tell my wife, like, what, you know, what did we do before kids? You know, it was like <laughs> with all our time, like, <laughs> like I used to like, have an Xbox before kids. Yeah. Golf. I watched a lot more shows and movies right. and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, so you're, you're, uh, I, I always want to hear a little your drive, right? Because obviously you had, you know, some ups and downs and we'll get into maybe some of the, you know, the challenges that you may have faced during this time, right? Of building this business, but you've been at it for a while, right? Um, so what's the, what's the drive or the next thing that, that you're really focused on in your business right now to, you know, have the impact that you're having with people? Part of the drive right now is that I am just always looking for ways to make my life easier, which is, a weird motivation or a somewhat mm -hmm. selfish motivation. But, you know, right now, I the, the few next steps that I'm trying to take with this business um, or other ideas that I have to help grow this business all stem from trying to make my work easier and my clients sound better. So right, right now I'm thinking about 
building up some studio spaces or building up a way to make studio space more accessible to people. Not because I'm passionate about building studios, but because I'm tired of getting terrible audio from people. And is there a way that I can make it easier for hosts and guests to always sound good, which in turn will make our lives easier to produce their show because it won't take as much worse as much work to fix terrible audio. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm weirdly motivated by a, a drive to be more convenienced, I, I suppose. Right. <laughs> okay. And uh, so then from the, um, from the journey that you've been on, right. Have there ever been any like moments where you were either uh, off track or, you know, had some major, you know, shifts and challenges not necessarily a failure since you've been in the thing. It's not like you've tried to, you know, 40 different things, but within your, your uh, industry, I'm sure that you've attempted different angles and things. So has there been a challenge there? I, you know, I'm sure you hear this a lot, but every entrepreneur is on a roller coaster. It's mm -hmm. an emotional roller coaster, right? One day you're thinking to yourself, Oh, I'm going to be a gajillionaire doing this. And the next day you're like, I'm going to put us in the poor house, right? Like it's just, <laughs> so much emotion so many things happen i mean even recently i remember i made a a silly little tight right like one bad click of a mouse um this tiny little mistake and for the rest of the day i thought i was gonna lose one of my most important clients and if they went how many people were gonna follow and, and you know what were gonna be the ramifications of that so i i don't know if i can necessarily point to one specific failure i mean i've certainly had to tweak systems and you know every time you make a small mistake you improve your systems to avoid making that same mistake again and and you know find other ways to ensure that you don't do that um i i think it's more just the emotion of being an entrepreneur and trying to make sure that you you stay grounded while remaining ambitious um you know, I, I always want to grow this as much as possible, but at the same time, I, I also want to make sure that this could go away tomorrow, right? Not that I think podcasting is going anywhere, but there might be a different way that people want to consume audio content. And I just want to make sure that we're not just focused on being content creator, uh, podcast creators, but that we're really focused on helping people create content because that's the long-term play, you know? You always talk to people. It's like, um, uh, what's the big train company? TRX uh, down in Florida that, that's headquartered down there, right? Like, I don't think they necessarily started as a train company. They started as a way to ship stuff. And yeah. so when the horse and buggy went away, they didn't say like, oh, well, time to fold up. We're a horse and buggy company, right? Like, right. they adapted to the changes. And so I just want to make sure that we adapt to whatever the market change is. And even though we're podcast consultants is there in the name, like, I want to make sure that I'm really just a content creation consultant so that we can stay relevant and we can pivot and we can adjust to the way the market's adjusting. Right. And if you look at that, it's like, you know, just what you talked about, like when podcasting came out, it was, you know, obviously Apple and then, you know, eventually Google had their platform, but then you look at how many platforms there are that you can get your message out on. Right. With, I would assume Apple still being, you know, the largest, um, 
Right. Google's up to their second platform for distributing yeah. podcasts yeah. at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. right? That's, yeah. that's how far we've come. <laughs> yeah. So so when you look at that, it's like, you know, okay, you're keeping up with the times. And it always reminds me of, uh, you know, certain types of companies that have not kept up with the times, like your blockbusters of the world, you know, BlackBerry, which is still around somehow, you know, uh, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to come out with a smartphone soon, or maybe, yeah. uh, you know, maybe we want a keyboard again. I don't know. But right. Yeah, just, <laughs> right. But right, like Block, Blockbuster is a great example, right? They were a video, they were specifically a physical video rental company. Mm -hmm. and Netflix is like, well, we could do video rental and we could do it physical, but then they realized that the model wasn't just to put discs in hands, but to make sure people had access to content. So they pivoted from their initial business model to blow away the competition and then some right yeah and now everybody else is you know copying their game yeah yeah it's definitely uh, fascinating stuff so that's cool so what would you tell someone that you know is uh, in the podcast game or you know they're thinking about a podcast uh, you know uh what would be some uh, you know key tips you know maybe the, the top two or three tips that you would you would tell someone being that you've been doing this for a while you have the broadcasting background so obviously you have a wealth of experience um that you could share with people? So I'd say the two or three pieces of advice that I, I always give everybody, um, the one is, and it's counterintuitive and doesn't is very not self-serving to what I do, but you don't need a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Like for a while there, podcasts were seen as like this gold rush of get rich quick schemes and, oh, everybody has to have a podcast. And the truth is you don't. Like don't launch a podcast and then say, so what am I going to do my podcast on? Right. Like have something that you want to promote or talk about or discover or be curious about and then decide if this is the right platform to accomplish that mm -hmm. um, to have a plan, not just how you're going to record and publish and promote it. But when you turn on the microphone, why are you asking people to listen to you? And when somebody is done listening to you, what is it you want them to do next? Because if you don't know who you're creating content for and what value you want to deliver or what value you want to ask them to get from you in that time and then what you want them to get to do next after you're done with that, you're probably going to be spinning your reels, get really frustrated and want to abandon ship pretty quickly. And so that's always the first thing I talk about with clients is, all right, why are we doing a podcast and what is it you want that audience to do after they finish listening to one of your episodes? And then the last thing I tell everybody is once you're actually behind the microphone and doing it is smile. Right. I know this is mostly an audio medium and you'll be like, smile, who cares? We can't see it. it's like, but we can hear it. And so if you're behind the microphone, like, hi, everyone, welcome to today's episode. We're going to right? like if you don't want to be there, I don't want to listen to you. I can hear the lack of enthusiasm in people's voice. I can hear when they're just not into it. So you should do this because you wake up and think to yourself, man, I am bursting with content about this topic. And so if you can't smile behind the microphone, there's a good chance I don't want to listen to you anyway. So enjoy yourself, have fun with it. Do it as if there's only one person listening, because if you focus on how few, um, if you focus on how many downloads you have and not on the excitement of actually doing it, you're going to get frustrated and want to abandon ship. Okay. Some great, great uh, words of wisdom there. You know, because um, a lot of times people aren't excited about some of the things they're doing, uh, you know, but I think it's just like you nailed it there with something that, that I, it reminded me of, like the whole book rush where everybody thought they'd have to have a book, you know, become an author. 
same type of thing with, you know, podcasting. It, it's not a direct thing that you need in your business, depending on the type of business, right? Um, but it's something that could help get your message out and help you flush out things. But it's, you know, the way you put that was perfect. So. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I, I think podcasting was like the blogging rush, the book rush, the everything rush, right? It's just right. somebody somebody made money doing off this and then made even more money telling people that they can make money doing off this. And so everybody tries to get into it. Right. Yeah. So, so here's something to think about. You mentioned this a little bit earlier, you touched on it, right. Around, you know, having kids that, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, right. Having a family, right. How do you find, you know, that time? I don't like to use the word balance because I believe as an entrepreneur, there's never any balance. Um, you know, and there, there's always one area in life you're going to give more attention to, but you know, how do you, how do you structure, you know, your work-life balance and in, in sense of, you know, what you're committed to? It is hard, um, especially, you know, after the first six months of the pandemic, it was really hard because our kids were home and weirdly enough, you know, a lot of people unfortunately had no work and had a lot of time. And my wife and I, the problem was we both were twice as busy and have half as much time. Um, but, you know, the thing that I try to do, and I, I admittedly, I do not succeed at it every day is... The kids go to preschool and I work when they're gone and I work after they go to sleep um, and I try to shut down from the time that they come home until they go to bed. But some days you just can't. Um, mm -hmm. It's hard. And, you know, I'm not proud of those moments that I have to work while the kids are home and, and I could be doing more. You know, they're like, Daddy, play with us. Like, ah, oh, just one more minute. I just got to get this one thing out. And. Um, I don't love it, but I also know I, I do it to make sure that I can give them, you know, everything that they need and, and hopefully everything that they want. Um, but I'm, I'm getting better, you know, taking on more help to lighten the load on my plate a little bit, trying to block those hours a little bit better and say, look, from this time to this time, just I'm out of the office. I'll be back a little bit later and definitely taking a day off on the weekends to just not open the computer at all. Um, right. Part of that is just setting expectations and, and letting your clients and everybody know like, hey, you know, your stuff is important, but I, I need to have a work life balance, too. And so um, most people understand it. It's just it's hard when you do it all for yourself because you're always worried that it could all just go away very easily. Right. Yeah. And I think that's an important point there is like, you know, as entrepreneurs, as parents, um, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of times, like I started my whole journey to be able to be the guy that got to be home with my kids. Um, but I have not always been present, right? Because even when you're sitting at the dinner table, your mind is racing. And now with, you know, the advent of these things, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can't, you really are never away from it, right. Unless you start installing apps that block you out of your own phone. Right. <laughs> it is, it is. There's a lot of times where we'll be sitting at the table and all of a sudden my wife will look at me and be like, what happened? We just lost you. And it's like, you just, you got that notification on your phone or, you know, maybe you have a smartwatch and you saw just the subject there. You're like, right. Ah, and your whole demeanor changes because right. it, it, it hits you. Yeah, that's good. So, and, and uh, you know, I think it's, uh, everybody's on their own journey with that, but you know, really the first part of it is that, you know, you're aware of it and how you can make it better. Um, and I, you know, as some people, you know, even with my kids, I always remind them as like, you know, 
most mommy and daddies go to a job every day and aren't home for 10 to 12 hours, right? And then they come home and they're not, you're not getting the best of them. You're getting the tired version of them, right? <laughs> right. Um, and you get them for about an hour or two, right? Um, and uh, so it's just a matter of uh, your personal preferences and how you choose to, you know, show up for your family. But it's awesome that you're aware of it. So um, as we uh, wind up here, you know, uh, how do people find out more about you? What's the best, uh, best way to do that? Easiest way is thepodcastconsultant.com. Make sure you have the the in front of it. Or just if you look up my name, Matthew Passy, one T in Matthew, no E in Passy. None of them like me, so you'll find me. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be here today and, and uh, sharing your message with the world and you know, keep helping people getting their, you know, their podcast cranking and, and uh, having great success. Well, thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure. And to everybody listening, you know, good luck in your ventures. Those days can be hard, but it it is it could be worth it too. So don't give up. Thank you. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.